Good morning, Roberts Rockstars. Uh, today is Thursday, January the 31st. Um, it's 7.30 in this beautiful morning of Dallas, Texas. And my name is Jenny Patel, and I am direct to the awesome Paul and Tamara Roberts out of Louisville, Texas. And this morning, we are going to be going over the in-home presentation. You are plugged into part two. Um, it's our WBBF call. It's called We Build Brighter Futures. And uh, I really want to just uh, dive right into the phone call uh, this morning on the in-home presentation. And this is a, another tool that Andy Albright had put together uh, to help us uh, grow in the business. Um, I'm not sure if you any of you guys are in the same boat as me, but I didn't come from uh, an insurance background. So this was probably the tool that lifted me up and, and, and helped me exceed in this business. And uh, without that ATM presentation, I, I'd probably be extremely lost. So I'm very, very grateful to have this tool. I'm grateful for Eddie Albright for putting together this tool. Um, you can um, have access to this um, through NAA University under resources and then go under advanced resources. And then if you scroll down through the middle, it says ATM English presentation, and that's how you can put it together. Um, really, the only two things that you have to change on there is page number two and page number three, okay? Everything else is already done for you. I highly, highly recommend you get a copy printed in color. Um, and then go to your local hotspot or maybe um, go online to NA's online university and you have access to um, purchasing an ATM um, binder that actually stands up. Um, although it's okay to use a regular binder, I, I highly recommend you get in the stand-up presentation because, again, that is still part of our system, right? And we want to make sure that we're plugged into the system. Um, so um, diving right into it, um, one of the one things that I absolutely love about the ATM is that it, it truly, truly is um, a bumper guard. Um, if, it, if, if any of you love going bowling, um, I picked this up from Ed Soto, and he said, you know, if you're a good bowler and, you know, you can do okay, you know, just without the bumper guards, but how more, um, how many more scores, how many more points will you score if I threw up the bumper guards? And I was like, shoot, probably I'd hit nine out of ten every time, right? And so think of your ATM as your bumper guard in the home. Um, your job is to basically stay within the bumper guards. Um, your ATM is a resource that's there to guide you, but stay, I mean, add your personality to it, have fun with it, but stay within the bumper guards, okay? Um, so um, without going into too much of the technical stuff, um, I highly encourage you guys to watch the Alliance University ATM videos to figure out where to park, not park on the driveway, uh, making sure that, you know, you pop a mint in your mouth before you walk up to the door, making sure you're doing the friendly knock instead of banging on the door like you're a police officer. Just little technical stuff like that. Um, the details, please make sure you refer back to um, the university training videos or ask your growing upline so that way you're not making those minor um, mistakes uh, that we typically tend to make, okay? So um, the very, very first thing that I typically do um, 
before I even pull up to the driveway is I actually do a little bit of a prayer. I mean, it's just a quick liner. Hey, God, thank you for giving me the opportunity uh, to serve and then whatever the client's name is. And um, God, please speak through me. Allow me to help them. Um, allow, you know, speak through me something quick, quick and easy, right? I do that with every single one of my appointments because at least I know that if I did that, then subconsciously that when I walk in, it doesn't matter what happens inside. At least I know I gave it my all, right? So that's step number one that I do. Second thing, once I'm in their home, I've got a smile on my face. I, I immediately uh, reach out with my right hand to give them a handshake. I have my ATM and my lead on the left hand, and then everything else is in my backpack. And I make small conversation and go straight to the kitchen table, Okay. Um, business is not conducted where in the living room with the TV on, um, when the dogs running around chasing the cats, that's everybody knows that business is conducted in the kitchen. And that's the reason why we sit at the kitchen table. If any of you are wondering why it's the kitchen table, plus it gives you plenty of room to sit your, um, ATM presentation down, your laptop down, you have a pen and paper to write with so on and so forth. Um, again, technical stuff, wait for the clients to come in the um, kitchen and make sure they sit down before you sit down or make sure they tell you to sit down. Um, if you're a female, sit next to the female. If you're male, sit next to the male. Um, as soon as I put the um, sit down with them, the very first thing I actually say to them, what um, let's say their name is Paul and Tamara. I'll just use them as an example. So Paul, Tamara, uh, today, I'm here to earn your trust and respect. I'm not here to sell you anything extra. My simple job today is to get the information to you and help you through the approval process. And today, we're going to um, go through the information and see what we can qualify you for, okay? Um, I, I came as a friend. I'm going to leave as a friend. Um, so immediately, the first thing I'm doing is I'm bringing the wall down um, because it, it takes the pressure off. Because they're already coming in with the mindset that, oh, this person's coming to sell me. But by you saying that and getting it out of the way in the beginning, it really, I've seen, like, people's hands that were folded. I've seen them uncross them. I mean, you can tell from their body language that they're so relieved, right? So, or you'll get a smile from them. And then um, the next thing I basically say is, um, hand them the ATM um, lead, and then I say, you know, take me back to the day that you filled this out. Like, first off, who filled it out? And then take me back to the day and let me know what's going, what was going on in your mind. Like, why did y'all fill this out? Why is this important to you? And then I let them talk to me, right? And then I don't dive into details right here, but at least now I have an idea of who filled it out and why they filled it out, right? And then I jump right into the ATM. So, Paul, Tamara, you know, uh, we are a national agents of alliance. We provide mortgage protection, final expense, retirement income protection. Um, my job today is, again, to help you through the approval process. We're highly specialized in what we do. And, uh, and that's pretty much it on the first page of the ATM, right? So go ahead and um, move on to the second page. Now, the second page, it says about me. But it says it's about me. It's because of the for it's for the customer to read about me, not for me to talk about me. If that makes sense. So it's really going to be about them, and it's for you to build a relationship with your customers. So 
right there, I say pretty much exactly what's on my ATM. I say, Paul, Tamara, my full name is Jenny Patel. I was actually born in India. I grew up in Dallas, Texas. Where did you grow up? Where did you grow up? I asked them both individually. How did you both connect? Where did you guys meet? Do y'all remember your first date? How long have y'all been married? Do y'all have any kids? Um, do you have any grandkids? Um, where do your children live right now? What do they do for work? If they're still, um, if they're retired, ask them where they went to work. And I just go on and on and on. So I use form, family, occupation, uh, recreation, hobbies, and motivation. That's that's what I use to ask questions on. So um, stay away from things like weather and politics and stuff like that. And that's why I stay with form. Form is my bumper guard. And if I stick with topics around family or their occupation or their hobbies or what motivates them, then I know I'm, I'm going to be okay. Right. So that I spend about good 30 to 45 minutes on the ATM presentation, um, getting to know them. Um, my last line on there says, I love my clients and my team with um, the Alliance and that's it. So I highlight it with that thing. I show my passion that I, I love the Alliance. I love my clients and I love what I do. Um, the next page, um, some of us have it a little bit differently. You can tweak it however you want. Um, some people have pictures of their family, a copy of their license and a, co and a picture of somebody they've either lost in their life, like a grandparent or a parent. And then that way you can use that person as a, um, a sto is it story, um, basically sharing a story about that person. So um, I would have a picture of my grandfather and I would share a story saying, this is my grandfather. He passed away at age 67 uh, due to cancer and he actually had life insurance. So this is what the policy did for our family. Now you can do the same thing if they didn't have life insurance and say the same exact thing on the uh, by sharing the story on how it affected them by not having life insurance. And I think that's a very powerful tool. Um, and then a copy of the license just so they know that you're, um, you know, deputized, certified, all that good stuff. Um, the next page of the ATM is going to be your um, companies I represent page. Um, this is really where I spend a good 15 minutes going over objections. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we make rookie mistakes um, on, uh, you know, talking too much or not asking the right questions. Um, and then what happens is we get objections at the back end. So what Paul taught me in the very beginning is spend 15 minutes on this page and overcome the objections before you even get the objections, right? Um, the quality of the questions will determine the quality of your life. So if you're asking the right questions, then you can avoid the objections at the back end. So what are some of the most common objections that you might get? Um, I need to shop around. I already have it through work. I need to think about it. The price is too high. Um, I can get it cheaper. I've seen these crazy commercials for 10 bucks a month. Those are some of the common objections that you might get, right? And I'm going to hit on all of them here in a second. But I want to just backtrack for a quick second and just say, on the companies you represent, do not highlight one company over the other. Do not oversell one company over the other. That is very important because if they look healthy and, you know, everything looks good from the outside, 
and you don't know what medications they're on, you don't know what kind of help they have, even if it's somebody, you know, we naturally assume that, oh, it's just because they're young, they're in their 20s and 30s, that they're healthy, right? But I've sat down with 20 and 30-year-olds that, that are not healthy, and they're all on all kinds of crazy medicines, right? So don't prejudge your client. And the reason why I'm telling you this, because if I naturally walk in there, and let's say it's a young couple with kids, and I just go in there and hammer down foresters, well, and I find out that they have this medicine and this medicine and that medicine, and I can't get them with foresters, well, now I just now I have to backpedal, right? And I've oversold Forrester so much that that's what they want now. So don't oversell one company. All of our companies are A-rated. Andy Albright does not work with anything less. He's partnered up with the best of the best um, companies out there. So that's one thing that you can say. And and on this page, there's only two things I say. I say, um, Tamara, Paul, the reason why we work with so many companies is because everybody's age and everybody's health is different. And we want to make sure we're able to offer coverage for everybody. And our CEO is big in the relationships. And so he wants to make sure that we bring the best of the best companies to you. And and here's me going into the first objection. And is giving us an opportunity to shop it out together. By me saying just that much, it eliminates the objection of I need to shop around. Okay? Um, so moving into the second objection is, oh, I see TV commercials or I got a brochure in the mail. Uh, that says I can get, you know, 50000 um, excuse me, half a million dollars in coverage for 40 bucks a month. Well, what they're not doing is they're not reading the fine print, and they're talking about accidental insurance, okay? So before they even say that to me, I'll say it to them. I'll say, Paul, Tamara, y'all might get some brochures in the mail here and there. If you got the TV on, you might hear about these commercials. I think Select Choice is a, a big company that runs a lot of advertisement about a 40-year-old that's diabetic that can get half a million dollars in coverage for 40 bucks a month. Um, that insurance is great, and we do have that option available, uh, but that's not what I'm going to show you today because what they're not telling you is that you have to die in then a specific way for that to pay out, okay? And what we're going to go over today is going to pay out no matter how you die. Boom, eliminated objection number two. Um, objection number three that you might get is, oh, I already have insurance through work. Well, be proactive and, and ask the right question. Just say, so um, outside of, um, you know, you wanting to get mortgage protection or outside of you wanting to get burial um, coverage, do you happen to have any work, uh, work insurance or do you have any type of group insurance outside of what we're going to discuss today? Go ahead and ask them right then and there. And if they, whether they say yes or whether they say no, this is what you want to say. If they say yes, you say that's awesome. I'm so glad that you have it. You're a very smart person to make sure that you have at least something in place in case something happens to you. If they say no, just say, I'm so glad that I'm here to help you today. Get something in place to make sure that your family doesn't go unprotected. Done, right? That's objection number three. Objection number four and five kind of go hand in hand. If they give you the, I want to think about it, or the price is too high, and typically you won't get those two objections till the very end of the ATM presentation, it's usually one of two things. Either you didn't build enough rapport, and they're pretty much, when they say, I don't, I want to think about it, they're pretty much saying, I don't trust you enough to get it, okay? So if you get a lot of, I want to think about it at the back end, then you need to work on the front end. You need to go in there and and ask better questions and build a better relationship on the About Me page. The second time, the second reason why um, you may, on the price part of it, is you just got to dig deeper, okay? 
typically I don't get to think about it in price objection. Um, maybe one out of ten might give me the price objection, but usually I'm able to overcome it because I just I don't stop right there. I just keep going. And then this is what I say. I say, Paul, Tamara, do I have your permission to be completely honest right now? And they'll say, absolutely. And I'll say, do you want to think about it because the price is too high? Because we can always go lower and we can always add more down the line. Uh, but I really feel like I have failed you if I walk out of the house without putting some kind of protection in place. And then they'll turn around and say what? They'll say, well, how much can I get for 15000 Or how much, can I, how much is 20000 right? They'll, they will come down from whatever number we were at. And, and, and then at that point, I'll even be blunt and ask them, hey, what's your budget? Like, you, what, if you have four flat tires and a water heater bus, what is the number that's magical to you that you can still say, I got, I'm good with this payment? Whether it's 50 bucks. 20 bucks, 70 bucks, whatever it is, give it to them. Don't, don't argue with them. Just, you can always add on more later. Okay. Um, and by doing this, you'll actually add three additional cells to your presentation. I mean, excuse me, your, your numbers, because this is the part where people, rookie agents um, or veteran agents that are not doing it will just be, throw their hands up and be like, okay. And that's it. Right. So, um, we went over shopping around, accidental, group insurance, think about it, uh, prices too high. I think I've covered all of them. Um, let me think. Um, yep, I think I've covered all of them. So then after uh, the companies I represent, uh, overcoming objections, you move on right into your financial picture page. Um, team, I actually have this page memorized, and I actually ask a lot of these questions on the about me page um i confirm their height their weight what company they've worked with um all that good stuff i asked at the at the front end on the about me page okay and then what i do here is instead of asking questions i just recap so they know i'm listening so i'll say okay so now what we're going to do is um, we're just going to take a quick look at your financial picture. Um, we confirmed your height and weight is this. We said you're a non-smoker. Uh, Medications-wise, you're only taking blood pressure. Surgeries-wise, you mentioned you had a knee surgery five years ago. Um, you've been with the same company for 14 years, and you make $75,000 a year. Does that sound right? Cool. Now they know that you're attentive, you've been listening, which is what you want to do, and um, and then I move right into the next part. So you mentioned your mortgage is two hundred thousand. Your mortgage payment is fifteen hundred dollars a month. Um, you mentioned that you have one small group policy through your work. Now, have you murdered anybody? How's your driving record? Any DUIs? Anything like that? I actually have really fun with that question. I don't ask it all in a serious way, right? Um, and then usually they say no. And then the very last question and the only question really that I spend time asking on this page is getting to know about their 401Ks, their CDs, their IRAs, their stocks, their retirement accounts, okay? Um, and then what I do is for a brief second, I actually close the ATM and on, my, on the very front page um, where I have the little, you know, red line, green line, blue line, I actually take about three, um, about 15 to 30 seconds, and I talk about that page right there while I'm on the topic of the 401k and all that. Um, and I just say, you know, um, 
do you have money in a 401k? Yep. How much? Okay, great. And that's a, so, you know, most people lost money in during 9-11, 2008. Um, that, this red line basically illustrates that. If money goes up, money comes down, money stays flat, which one would you want to eliminate? They say money going down. Um, awesome. Remind me at the end of this uh, conversation to go back and, and, and tell you a little bit more. And I plant the seed, right? And then I move on to the next page. So why is this important? Uh, most people request information for one of more, four reasons. It's to help pay off the mortgage, replace lost income, pay off their final expenses, to leave a legacy for their loved ones. Why did you send this in? Now, keep in mind, I've already asked this question, who and why, at the very beginning. This is the time where I'm actually going to uh, dig deeper, find out why. I'm going to um, really get the emotion out of them on this page. Like, by asking them questions like, um, you know, Tamara, if Paul didn't show up at home last night, what kind of position would that put you in? Would you have to move? I mean, I, I, make, I paint a picture where they can actually picture it, right? Um, and at that point, they're really thinking about it. Well, geez, you know, Paul, I never thought about, you know, if something happened to you, what what would I do? What if I kept this house or if I – and they start talking amongst themselves. That's typically what I see, right? And then I, I just be quiet and I listen. And then um, and then when the right time comes, I'll pop in another question. So that's pretty much where you, the why is the where you build the emotion part, okay? Um, I'm not really going to dive into the mortgage protection final expense part of the ATM because pretty much I follow exactly what, what it says on there, depending on the type of lead you're dealing with. Just say exactly what's on there. If it's a mortgage protection lead, if it's a final expense lead, say exactly what's on there. Um, and then moving on to where it says what happens next, that's where um, I'm basically saying, so here's what we're going to do. So, Paul Tamara, if you remember in the beginning, I told you my job today is to help you through the approval process. So right now what I'm going to do is I'm going to gather a little bit more additional information by going through some medical questions. I have an idea already which way I want to go, but I'm going to go ahead and dive into the medical questions with you. And then um, after that, we're going to find figure out an option for you. We're going to fill out the paperwork, and we're going to go ahead and get it submitted for an approval, Okay. And gang, this is the most important step, the next step I'm going to tell you about. After you have gone through the medical questions with your customer, your clients, excuse me, please pick up the phone and call your growing upline. Please pick up the phone and call a team member. Whether you're a veteran agent or whether you're a rookie agent, it does not matter. Because what happens is when you pick up the phone, you're slowing down the process, and the person on the other end of the line is reminding you of things that you need to not forget. Like, hey, don't forget safe money. Hey, don't forget green sheet. Hey, you know, this, this, and this. And if most of the time with veteran agents, that's typically what's going on. Um, and then with rookie agents, you're pretty much just trying to figure out which way to go. So at that point, what you're doing is you're picking up the phone and you're calling your growing up line. Let's say you're calling G-Shock as an example. So you call G-Shock and, you, and you're saying, hey, G-Shock, this is Jenny. I'm sitting here with Paul and Tamara. Um, looks, they just moved into their beautiful home. Um, they have two beautiful daughters. Um, and I've been chatting with him here for the last 30, 45 minutes. And, you know, Paul really wants to make sure that Tamara's taken care of in case something happens to him and um, Paul is 
he's a runner. He's, you know, he, he takes some medicine for his knee. Um, but outside of that, he doesn't take any medicine. Tamara, um, she does a lot of Pilates, stuff like that. She's healthy, no meds. Um, Paul had knee surgery about five years ago, but outside of that, um, that's, that's all the information I have. They're both non-smokers. Um, I have an idea of which way I want to go, but I want to make sure I'm on the right track. Um, what do you recommend? And that's it. And then I let my upline tell me, hey, you're, you're doing good. Proud of you. You know, foresters, yeah, put them on strong foundation. Do this, do that. Hey, by the way, don't forget, um, go through the green sheet. You know, don't forget to give referrals. Don't forget to give them the prescription cards or whatever your growing upline might remind you of. Um, but that's typically you know, the way the conversation needs to go in the general sense. And then from there, um, you go back, you put them, put some options on the, your quote page, um, write them down. And at that point, uh, you let them pick an option and you start filling out the application and then you move on to the next page. Um, the next page of the um, ATM is the emergency response system. Um, and I pretty much read what that is, and then I give them a blank sheet of uh, paper that has one through ten on it. Um, and there is a specific sheet on Alliance University um, that you can go to for the emergency response, and you can have a, a bunch of copies of those. And I just hand it to them. I say, hey, while I'm filling out this application, I need you to go ahead and fill out this emergency response um uh, network list of yours, so that way I can follow up with them Um once we get this all set up. Prescription card is another great way for you to ask for referrals. So um, I typically say, hey, do you know anybody that's on a lot of medications uh, that, you know, maybe their health insurance is not covering or something like that? Oh, yeah, you know, my friend, you know, Betty down the street, you know, she's, she's diabetic, and I know she, she doesn't really have a, a great health insurance plan or, or whatnot. Great. Well, give me Betty's number. And then I'll get, I'll say, you can sponsor five people per card. And then so I'll get an additional five um, names off of that. And then going into safe money, final, uh, and, uh, excuse me, uh, tax-free retirement, um, this is where I basically ask the questions that are on the safe money page. And then I basically get a green sheet filled out if I uncovered any type of money, even if it's $10,000 in a, in a savings account. Um, it's still something, right? So I go ahead and fill it out. Um, depending on the situation, I may book the appointment with Chris Norris on the spot. If it's uh, something where I have to follow back up with them, then I'll follow back up with them and then book the appointment. And, of course, those that have been going to national convention and the Dean Vagnozzi seminars and things of that nature, moving forward, and I'll get to put it in place this weekend, I want to start handing out uh, Phil's statement, um, I'm not talking about Dr. Phil, I'm talking about Phil's statement that Dean Bagnosi used on the on his presentation. I'm going to start handing that out, and then I'm going to leave him a copy of my book, and I'm going to schedule a follow-up appointment for every customer that I uncover money with, okay? Uh, so I can help them out with, um, especially if they're ages between 25 and 55, I want to help them um, get their retirement going with the IULs and stuff like that. Um, and then final questions, just go through that with them. Um, and then to wrap it up, just say, hey, um, by the way, we're hiring. Do you know anybody that can do what I just did with you? Um, we're looking all over the United States, um, part-time, full-time. 
Uh, we just need some help. And then um, see if you can recruit from across the kitchen table, get some referrals. And and at this point, I really um, I, I shut down my ATM and I and I don't start packing up. I, I sit there and I chat with them for five more minutes. Um, we're all about building relationships with our customers. So don't just pack up and, and leave for your next appointment. First off, that's very rude. And second off, you know, you want you want to be connected with your customer. So take about five minutes and, and, and you know, I, I just ask them general questions. Like, hey, what do you have planned for the weekend? Anything fun? Anything special? Um, you know, things of that nature. Make small talk conversation just like you did in the beginning. Do it at the end and, and wrap it up that way. And then once you get to a nice transition, then you can – say your goodbyes and move on to your next appointment. I hope I helped somebody out today. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to give me a, a call or shoot me a text at 972-679-7966. If you need a copy of the um, American equity chart that has the, you know, the annuity chart um, that I have on the front of my ATM, please feel free to text me that and I'll uh, with your email address and I'll I'll send it out to you. All right, gang. Well, have a have an awesome weekend and let's go blow it up because we're all going to Alaska, baby.